This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're discussing servanthood. How can learning how to serve Jesus and one another unlock the blessings that he's promised us? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Oroville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating or a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversation about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max, and I'm here once again, just like every week, with Steve and Vicki Orsillo, senior pastors of the Father's House Church here in Oroville, Northern California. How are you guys doing? <laughs> we good. are kind of happy, aren't we? We just laugh. <laughs> I think we're delirious, and, delirious. And, uh, with all the stuff that's been going on. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a year. 2020, it's been the longest decade of our that's lives. That's right. <laughs> did, so. you see the, did you see the meme I put about this is Jumanji and we're only on level Oh, yeah, we're level 10. <laughs> level 10. How many levels over. are there? I don't know, but I thought it was kind of funny. Well, if, if we're in the new Jumanji, I want to be the, the rock. Which, Have you was, seen which, the was, new which was the girl, wasn't it? I thought you wanted well, to be the girl. But he's uh, <laughs> he's pretty buff. But wasn't it a girl? Sometimes it was, depending if you've seen the second one. We, we should make a bronze statue of him in his underwear and have a temple for you. Oh my um, gosh, what's the matter with you? Sorry, I want everybody. to be him. I don't want to look at him. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's, he makes bald look good. He does. Oh right? my goodness. Oh, okay, there you go. He looks so, pretty good. Yeah, he looks if good. If you're going to go bald, you might as well go rock bald. You might as well rock bald. Reminds me, actually, really, yesterday, the other day. We all our listeners. No, they can relate. I'm sure there's bald people out there listening. You think so? On uh, AM FM 24-7. Thanks for listening. Welcome AM FM 24-7. Across the country, Tuesday morning. If you're uh, listening on the podcast, it's Monday morning, which is Canadian Thanksgiving. So, wow. happy Thanksgiving, happy Canadians. Th- oh, already. Got it a little bit Amen. early, but wow. that's okay. You can, you're welcome to celebrate it. That's do right. they, you think, but, do they eat turkey as well? They do, yeah. Give thanks to the Lord. They do have, it's like a three-day weekend. It's not as big of a deal. They have poutine. They do have poutine. Turkey poutine. <laughs> Turkey poutine, Turkey man. Turkey what's it called? If anyway. you want to hear uh, Steve's views on poutine, oh, we geez. basically almost did a whole episode on it. You can go back Come and listen. On. I'll have to figure out which one it is. Maybe our fact right. checker can tell us, and we'll tell you which one that is. Why but I, he, I had this idea yesterday, to? speaking of being bald, and Steve was preaching or teaching a class and uh, I thought uh, you, you mentioned the folks who who believe once saved, always saved. And I thought to myself, did he say shaved? Because if I could be once shaved, always shaved, that would be really nice. If I, I think could you just can go have through school like, again. <laughs> if you thought he said once shave shaved. once and it doesn't come back. You guys are sick. Got the, <laughs> this is a ministry school, Max. You're I've sick. Got the, uh, once shaved, always shaved. <laughs> I need Good it. Grief. Otherwise, I end up looking like Martin oh Luther goodness. with the tonsured hair, no. right? You should do that for Halloween or Christmas, like a talent show. Yeah. Just uh, a little bit of pun, pun Friar theater. Friar Tuck. Yeah. I grow it out for the talent show, <laughs> yeah. you mean? Yeah. I can I can grow hair real quick, but just in, <laughs> just in a horseshoe shape. So that's why it's better to take things into my own hands and just be gone. But that's not what we're here to talk about this week. <laughs> once no shaved, always shaved. <laughs> once shaved, always shaved. That's the name of this that's podcast. Once shaved, always shaved. Holy moly, that's why beards are yeah, coming in because people are sick of shaving. Maybe we need to get some sponsors like Barbasol or there something. Right? Or I'll pep- talk to them. Or Pepsi-Cola. You'll talk to them? Okay, I'll, I'll talk to Barbasol or Gillette or something. Yeah. So we can we can get that. There you we'll go. Say our podcast and your product line up really well Perfect. together, right? Um, so anyway... 
we're, we're not going to be talking about my shaving of my head and being bald or, or the rock or anything. We're actually going to talk about serving, serving. servanthood. Yeah. And it's something that I guess it, it comes up quite a bit when the word servanthood or serving comes up quite a bit in Christianity. But it's not something that we, I don't know if it's something that we quite understand. So Jesus, he came, he said, I came not to be served, but to serve and, and give my life as a ransom for many. And he also called us to, to serve others, or he commanded us to follow him and teach others to do the same. So when it comes to serving others, uh, like he did, how are we doing with that? Well, I think... Again, we just made eye contact, the two of I us. I think that... Pregnant pause. In any place where the truth of Jesus is taught, where his words are literally just taught in order and not, again, cherry-picked like anything else in the Bible, people learn to serve. And they learn to have... I guarantee you, everyone that's serving Jesus out of a f desire to follow him and be like him, like you just said, mm -hmm. is having a very good time and doing it. They're, they are loving the Lord. They're, they're not burning out. If they're doing it out of a need to, you know, check a box or impress a boss to get a promotion or even to try to work their way to heaven, to try to attain to something by works, uh, they're probably not enjoying those works. But if they are doing it the way Jesus laid it out, that knowing that the greatness of the kingdom of heaven depends on service in the name of Jesus. You f I was hungry and you fed me. Mm. Thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I think that all by itself, just being servant, not even understanding everything you read in the Bible, not ever getting to preach from the pulpit, not being in charge, you know, if you're a servant for the sake of I get to, I serve because he served me, uh, you are probably finding a lot of joy in your life, and you're probably seeing a lot of good. You're probably seeing blessing where other people don't. You're probably getting through your trials and tribulations with praise to God. Uh, he is the Lord, and I, I may not have wanted this to happen to me, but... Uh, I praise the Lord for the things he uses in my life to get me where he wants me to be. People who really have that attitude and they have it with joy, normally they are serving in a manner of a, of a get, to, I get to serve, and they're serving in a manner of I want to be like him. I serve because he serves me. Those are the people, that's the reward you will see is joy, fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's just amazing. Yeah, you, you can almost identify people who are serving incorrectly to get their way to heaven, to work their way to heaven. You, you'll you hear words like, you know, what do I have to do it more? Do I have to, you know, I'm doing, doing everything. Um, I'm, you know, what more do you want from me? Um, it's, it's kind of a me, me. Uh, uh, it's all about you. The truth is when you serve Jesus, it's all about him. And it's, it's, a, it's an action verb. So serving is a giving your life away to, you know, you, you don't literally serve Jesus because he's not here, but you serve the least of these are your brothers. Hmm. And it's, it is for us, we've been saved 46 and 41 years respectively. Oh, I just whistled. Did you see that? Was yeah, nice. Cool. Was I like, heard it. I didn't I see felt it. Like, uh, yeah. It. Whew. Anyway, it was, um, sorry about that. Um, if we had done it with a wrong motive and heart, 
and we've been at the father's house now 22 years, we would be burnt out by now if we had, didn't, had done it because we are working our way to heaven, serving to get to heaven. No, we do it because it was freely given and freely we give, correct? And um, so ser- serving is you really got to ask yourself like the hard question. Is it about me or is it about him? Hmm. Is it trying to be, make me famous or is it trying to make him famous? Are we pointing towards me or are we pointing towards him? I think if you're pointing towards him, you'll, never, you'll, you'll keep serving and you won't, you won't grow weary and well-doing. You'll get tired sometimes, but you won't just say, you know, I've done enough. Because really, in my opinion, there is not enough of the least of these my brothers in the world. By the time until you, until you die, then I think that's probably enough. Yeah. Okay, that's helpful. Yeah. One one of the things I was thinking about when we're when we're brainstorming this topic is uh, what we tell people as we invite them into Christianity, and it seems like we we tell people a lot about how great the blessing of yeah. following Jesus is going to mm. be, and um, and we sometimes we skip over what we expect from them or what what it's going to cost them personal responsibility the cost, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think a lot of people fall into the trap of expecting to follow Jesus and expecting it to be like a bless me club, yeah. right? Where it's like, oh man, yeah. and, and all I have to do is go to church on Sundays and, and I'm going to get all this peace and happiness and joy and friendship and, and all that. And then when it comes to hearing a podcast like this where we're talking about the things that are actually required, required of us, um, it can kind of be like a cold, cold drink of water or a cold slap of water to the face to somebody who's never heard that before. Right. So do we do we do people disservice when we forget to tell them those things? I think we do. I think we deceive them into lulling them to sleep. To some club. They they become lukewarm, and I think that one of the things that made me the maddest when I found Jesus, when I met him, he was real, is that they were willing to let me just be lukewarm they're just mm-hmm. to be a non-christian they didn't tell me the truth about what was expected of me what should be happening in my life it's not just what's expected of you but what should you have in your life and like i said i think servants is the best way to get the evidence of the fruit working in your life you'll see it you, you know it's kind of hard to be patient if you're not in situations that require patience going and on and on kindness you know Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to, you know, go to work, come home, eat your dinner, sit in front of the TV, get up, go to work. I mean, it's day after day, Groundhog's Day, nothing's the same. Nothing's different. I mean, everything's the same. And so in, in a Christianity that tells people that nothing is required of them, it's, I think what you end up with is this revolving door of church because they become dissatisfied, go out the door. Mm. They don't put money in the offering, so therefore it's impossible to accomplish the ministries that God has called you to, you know, who couldn't use bigger offerings if you want to do anything in Christianity, even if you just want to build a bigger church to allow more people to come to the Lord. It doesn't really matter what your, what your desire is. You can't get it done if they just keep going in the front door and out the back door. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to have more committed people if you tell them the truth come in you know they, i like when they ask me why do you live like this it's because i love jesus and the reason i love jesus is because i got to know him i got to i got to meet him i don't have to believe in a distant or invisible god as much as i he is invisible to eyesight but he's not invisible to spiritual sight and his hand is evident around me 
And uh, I can tell them all that, and I can tell them that's why I do what I do. I, he doesn't make me do it. He offers me the opportunity to do it, and I get to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's really, you'll start to see that. when and The minute you take on that service mentality, then you get the unlovables. You get the undesirables. You get those who don't even like you. You are washing the feet. And I, I mean, sometimes literally feet washing, but usually it's washing the feet figuratively mm-hmm. in serving them, bowing down to them, making their life important in your life, giving them your time, your energy, your love. And suddenly you find yourself really challenged to be uh, patient, kind, good to people who don't deserve it. And Jesus talked about all that. He goes, what does it profit you to only do good for those that can do good for you? That, don't even the heathens do that? Yeah. Uh, doing something to receive something. He says, don't even lend money to receive a payment back. Don't lend, but give. And it's crazy, man, the things he calls us to do. And you say, well, I don't want to do all of that. My opinion is you can't have what he's offering unless you do what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And he's not asking you to do anything he hasn't done. And he's not asking you to do anything he hasn't shown you. And it's, it's usually very simple things like giving love to the most undesirable people. Some of them are so bad, it's, 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 it's just absolutely tough. tempting and tough not to just kick them out, just get rid of them. Get them out of my life, you know. That's really what most human beings want to do. But you know you have a personal relationship with Jesus when all of a sudden you find yourself doing those kind of things, and not just for a day or a week, but really doing them for a lifetime, that, that loving the unlovable and, and finding out what Jesus wants you to do and being so happy to do it. Like, look what I get to do. I get to do what Jesus has called me to do. I think that more than anything is just the difference between someone who serves and ends up with a Christianity that works or a person that serves and ends up a Christianity that doesn't work or a person that doesn't serve and really just has a, a system of understanding. They don't really have a Christianity. They just have, yeah. they just have a, a, an understanding. That's all they have. And anyway, I hope that answers. Um, the question, I think, was, is do we do them just service, not telling them from the beginning, kind of mm-hmm. like what's required? Right. Um, yeah, I think I think we do. As I, I was really... Um, we had a tour one time, and this, this one of our first um, staff members was knew someone and gave him a tour. And the question was, "Don't you? I mean, why do you do this? Don't you get so tired of serving?" And she said, "You know, we want our love to look like something." And um, I think we do a disservice when we lead people to Jesus. I mean, I don't think you know you don't tell them the, everything because it probably would be a little frightening because they yeah. probably can't handle their babies. Just like you wouldn't tell your bait, you know, your three year old, mm-hmm. you know, you know persecution but as i look at the the um the disciples after the pentecost and it was it was uh, it was it was um uh, fist clenching christianity i mean we are so we are so you know like we're, our christianity comes in into play and, and, and we're, we're questioning it if something doesn't go right yeah and you know i mean our car doesn't start when we, we question god's you know faithfulness but you know, those people went through a lot. Those disciples, if you read in context, they went through a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's the New Testament. So, yeah, I think the church does a great disservice to not letting people know that this is not a bless me club. You were granted eternal life 
You, you got something that you didn't desire, deserve. Jesus did it for you. He paid the price. Now you need to give your life to him and ask him to join you in your heart. But you need to give your life to him. And then you need to serve other people to make Jesus famous. Mm. So, yeah, I think we, in, in the 41 years I've been around, I think we've really dumbed down the message of Jesus Christ and what's it required. And is it conditional or unconditionally? In condi- unconditional or conditional, I believe it is conditional, and it, it does depend about what you do. Not only what you do, it's who you love, but you know the the the, the, tent, the um, stress of the gospel is yes and no. Yeah. So yes, we do a disservice, in my opinion, to not let people know the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're talking about the disciples, and and you look at some of the things that that they do and and how they live after Jesus rises again, and after they receive the Holy Spirit. And we all want to be like them as Christians. Like, oh, man, I want to heal people if my shadow pa- passes yeah. on them, right? Yeah. Or I want to I want to face, like, my own death and come out looking like, you know, like I'm not scared. Something like that. And, oh, yeah. But we never, we, one, we don't really put ourselves in those positions anymore. We you, kind don't of, want, you don't want to. We don't to. want to. And you don't but want we, we don't. we don't kind of, like, like you said, the biggest, craziest thing that might happen to us is, you know, our car not starting or, you know, I get mad when I lose my keys. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cars, right? Yeah. Or I have one car key for for the two of us to share, my wife and I. And when she goes to work with the car key without the car and then I have a car without a key and I can't get somewhere and I'm mad like, oh, man, this persecution. I can't afford two car keys. What's the <laughs> what am I even doing here? And it's I know, like, we're, that's not persecution. These people's friends were drug off to death. They were persecuted for their faith. They were out feeding they were out feeding, clothing. They were doing all kinds of works of mercy. And, then, and you know, they, I just don't get the sense that they were that concerned about day-to-day um, things like we are. And they were out there serving and, and to the point of being killed yeah. because of the message of Jesus Christ. And Steve and I were just talking about this the other day. That didn't stop them. You know, COVID shouldn't stop us. We shouldn't be scared. We should be serving right now. Mm -hmm. We should be serving the weak right now. Um, Politics shouldn't stop us, and we shouldn't be hating people. We should be serving people and loving them, you know, giving our life away. But it seems like, I'm talking about about myself as well, we're stopped by so many things to serve others. And if it's not received, so I give you a gift, it's not received. I, well, I'm not going to give him a gift anymore. Yeah. Because it wasn't, he didn't really like it or he didn't love it. You know, that should not be our motive. Our motive is to, sh- to make Jesus famous. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, now we have this generation of, of believers who, and, and I'm in that generation, who have this expectation of being blessed, receiving the things that Jesus promised. Uh, but I, you know, I'm, I'm not really thinking the way Jesus did or doing the things that Jesus did. Um, or the disciples did following him, and I expect the same things. That's I'm doing good. something different, and I'm expecting That's the really same good. things. It's almost like we're expecting Jesus to wave a magic wand, and you get all these things just because you you say you believe in Jesus, um, instead of actually, to me, it, it seems a little bit more like Jesus showed us how to do it, and now we kind of have to do it. Am I off on that? No, that's exactly right. It's like... Uh, Nailed it. So... The people, like what you're talking about, weren't you dissatisfied? Absolutely. In your pursuit, you're like, I'm not getting what they promised me. Yeah. So it would be a Christianity, Christian belief and system that does not work. Yeah. It isn't, you know, did you get rich? No, then it doesn't work. That's not what we're talking about. Bless me club. It is supposed to bless me. 
it, it's supposed to bless me, but the definition Keep of bless pay, me, right? Joy. It's 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 what is a blessing? I have joy in the storm. I can sleep in the storm like Jesus in the boat. And what you find is people who buy into this philosophy of blessings, um, that that's that's the goal here, is that we be blessed um, in that sense of. Uh, you know, whatever they're calling on healing, mm-hmm. gold teeth, whatever they're, whatever they're looking for, you know, great worship, great wealth, great fame. They get uh, bur- burned out. They say, you know, they, they wear out and they fade off and they decide to become political or they be- decide to become going after their career or education. And they start to trade off to something that actually will have benefits. You'll actually be handed a degree. Someone will see your degree and say, because you have a degree, I'll give you this much money to work here at this place. So there's a reward for each thing you do. And so the people who came to Christianity for the bless me, uh, such a small percentage experience that they just fade off their families. You ask them 20 years later, do you still believe? And they, Oh yeah, we believe. But where's the evidence in their life and what is God bringing to their life kind of mm-hmm. thing? But the bless me should be in that I am blessed that I get to be forgiven and I get to give. And, and when, when the truth is told to them that my you, what you're really doing is giving him your life to use you as he will. Serving the unlovable, giving to those who cannot give to you. Turn in the other cheek, go in the extra mile, laying your life down for your neighbor you know, identifying neighbor as the Samaritan, you know, the stranger from another land. And just all of the things that are exampled in that book, the Bible. And in the end, who is still standing? Who is who is saying they're blessed and using the term correctly? Like the word blessed or blessed is the same word. And what it, it's a it's a non it doesn't have a shutoff valve. It's a source without end. Well, what is wow. the source without end? Jesus. Only God. God is the only source. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, the Lamb of God, the Father in heaven is the only source without end. And unless you have him living in you, you your, your source is going to end. If it's the type of worship you sing. I'm already, I've lived through so many worship uh, seasons where it was Maranatha, then it was Mercy and Hillsong. I mean, each, they go through a season where they're the big one you know for the day well that's going to end you're going to wear that out and whatever it is you're going with you know um, eventually it wears out if the source isn't never ending if the source has an end if it's if it's having babies i am fulfilled by my children guess what they grow up sometimes they become nasty sometimes they become mean sometimes they walk away and and what do you do then or they just love you, but they move away. You're not at home every day, and so your life isn't blessed anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the source of it's Jesus temporary. Christ has no end. It is forever, and it's intended to be eternal, for heaven's sakes. So, blessed are you means that you have what you need Happiness. without end. And I think what everyone needs is forgiveness. We have forgiveness without end. We have joy without end. Love without end. Peace that passes understanding without end. And and I can go on, you know, kindness, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Self-control. And those things don't end if they come from the Holy Spirit. And I think people who have a Christianity that work, they let God serve them in the sense of forgiveness, in the sense of calling, meeting their needs. They let him do for them. 
But that isn't the purpose of their prayer. The purpose of their prayer is to give their life to him, serve him. What, what will you let me do today, Jesus? What will you let me do today? And we have found that there is no end to what he'll let us do. And it is amazing. If you want to know, come see us. Come talk to us. Come to Oroville, hang out with us for a bit. You know, it's amazing what we get to do. I can't tell you how many times a week someone looks up from their work and says, look at the life we get to live. And they're just, they truly are excited. Mm-hmm. Some of them, it's like, I never dreamed. I only dreamed of this. A lot of people have told me this one. I used to look at you people over there at the Father's house and say, that's for them. There, there is no life like that for me. Mm. And you guys took me in. And I'm like, well, you're wasting your time because... God is not ordained for me to have a life like this. And then after a time, when they, when they get healed and they get delivered and they understand the message of uh, we, we owe him everything, mm-hmm. they suddenly start to become like him. Yeah. Serving him. We have failures, you know. We have failures all the time. People can't get it because they've been told, you know, the disservice. You don't have to do anything. That's right. And they've been told it by people that are really important to them, mom and dad. And so it's like, listen to me or remember what mom and dad said. And it's that they're, they're, they're seduced away from the truth, really. And they, they can never grab a hold of the fruit that remains. You know, it's, the Bible uses the term fruit that remains. It has no end. Hmm. It just, it, it, it is, it doesn't, it's not a resource. It's a source without end. Yeah. And I think just uh, I think Francis Chan said, shouldn't we just read Jesus and do it and act upon His words? Yeah. And I think if you read it in context, um, you will see the servitude and the attitude for serving is is all about Jesus. And, yeah, it's and all about it. It's all about His it. Father, right? Yeah, it's all about serving His Father. It's all about you know. Um, and I think I think a great example in the New Testament even is that the the apostles served before Pentecost, Pentecost. And they served Jesus, and they did it. But they were just—it was like they—they—it was like they had the, the disservice almost. It's kind of confused, like why confused. are we doing this, right? They didn't have the deep knowledge of who Jesus really was. And then once once they were Holy Spirit came upon them, they gave they served with the right attitude. Hmm. It's so good. I just it's kind of like had this revelation. It's just their service, their mind for service, their mind and heart for Jesus was so different than it was before when, when Jesus was just walking around. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess because the things that they did weren't always that different. No, they right? served. They, Jesus kind of showed them how to do it. Yeah. But they were they were worried about where they're going to where get they're gonna their... Where they're going to eat, where they're going to sleep. Right. They don't want to serve the 5,000. Shouldn't we send them to town? They can go get to, to Burger King, get a Whopper, and, you know, and, mm-hmm. or, you know, shouldn't we do this and shouldn't we do that and leave them alone? Don't talk to him. You know, the lady at the well or, the, you know, the kids, don't let the kids come to him. So, but once they, once Jesus died and, and resurrected in front of them and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's none of that. There's no questioning on why they served what their modus operandi was is they served yeah. Jesus till they died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it. I think we we get it backwards when that when that uh, that shift hasn't happened yeah, for us. Yeah, um, we don't understand when Jesus says, "Well, I only do what the Father tells me to do," or "I'm I'm here to do the Father's will." Mm-hmm. That doesn't quite click, right? Because you're like, "Well, 
I, I don't know if I could do that because I, I don't even know how to do somebody else's will besides my mm-hmm. own, right? Yeah. yeah. To serve myself. And uh, even when I go in and, you know, go on an outreach and serve, serve people, um, it's, you know, sometimes my mind's just stuck in like, is this over yet? Is yeah. this going to... time. Right? Two in time. Um, I think one thing that would be cool for people who maybe aren't familiar, haven't seen the Father's House is... When, when we're talking about the things that people from the outside see and wonder about and the, the tours people go on, there's actually a lot of service, right. a lot of physical service that happens here at the Father's House. So yeah, it's not just a church. Um, I mean, on top of being a, a church, it's a church that meets for three services a week, uh, which is, is kind of different, right? We have mm-hmm. a, a Wednesday night service. Um, so there's a lot of well, actually lots, four we have chapel too. That's right, yeah. chapel on Fridays. So yeah. there's lots that that just goes into running four services a week. But then there's there's uh, partner businesses that vol- that we volunteer at. So there's like the Lord's Gym where a lot of people come in and like, oh, this is this gym is a nonprofit. It, mm-hmm. it serves the community mm-hmm. and it funds things like the Life Recovery Ministry where. I mean, talk about serving people, the, the guys that live oh, with the, uh, the people coming off of drugs and alcohol yeah, and teaching them saints. to live a different life they're and serving. teaching them to follow Jesus. Man, that's tough. Yeah. And then all the way into the School of Transformation. And I, I just thought it was important to tell people some of those things or the, the walking door to door and, yeah, the, and passing out. The, food, uh, the weekly food bank, we're, we're honestly, it's like we don't, you don't need to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ at that moment. We just want to serve your needs. So they're going to the homeless and just loving on them. Yeah. Because I don't think Jesus always walked around saying, you know, it's my name, you know, just because he just feds, you know, obviously the Sermon on the Mount, but he just seemed like he fed sometimes. And then he used the words. But it's like yeah. we want to oftentimes in Christianity say the words, but not do the, do the, the, the servitude. Mm-hmm. We yeah. don't want to, you know, so we just want to have a platform in people's lives. And they're like, who are you and why would I listen to you? But when you're when you're serving them at a level of love and acceptance and humanity, then there there may possibly be a window open to tell them about Jesus. Yeah. So when when we're serving, what do we get out of that? Like, if I'm thinking it's it's not this magic wand that just right. gets waved, but it's more of a process of of heart change as I'm learning to serve, learning to do things the way Jesus did, and hopefully that switch occurs. What do I what do I get out? Uh, actually after serving my community, serving friends, serving uh, just, you know, strangers, what happens to me inside me when I'm serving like that? It really is the same subject as everything. People want to serve to receive. They very seldom get the full benefit of what they receive. If you want to serve for the purpose of serving, you get the benefit of knowing the first blessing is that person got food. The first blessing is that person knows that you're there in the name of Jesus Hmm. and that they know that Jesus sent you to take care of them. And so really the greatest benefit in serving is that you served, that those people got loved. People are always, you know, what it's not God's will that I do this. It's not God's will that I do that. Or I don't know what what I'm called to, you know, on this. And or they're just going to take what you give them and waste it. Are you really helping anybody? Mm -hmm. And the truth is that in itself the the result is the reward and little kids had fun for a day how valuable is that in the world well it's fun for a day but what about the fact that who brought them that fun eventually it's like what do those guys do this for us 
and they yeah. get the message. It's a church that believes in Jesus Christ, and mm-hmm. the, the the positioning of the ability to preach the gospel is is served, and that really, I think, more than anything else, it's served to do the deed you're doing. The box of food got given away. Those people have food in their house. We've heard the testimony of all the kids who don't get any food. Mm-hmm. Their parents use all the money on dope, and their schools are closed to COVID, and they're not going down there and taking advantage of the pro- programs because their parents are high. Yeah. And there's so many different things. So you open it, you start serving by making them lunch. What do you get for that? You get to know you served them for making lunch. And, <laughs> yeah. and you know, the will of the Father couldn't be easier to find. I mean, every human on earth has the ability to know what the will of the Father is because it says, this is the will of my Father. <laughs> yeah. It says that. He's like, this is the love of the Father. That's it says awesome. that. I've been to Father Heart Conferences, never quoted that verse. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the love of the Father. The Father loves you conference, and they never said, this is the love of the Father. <laughs> Finish that one. Uh, Go ahead. That you obey. Okay. This, that he sent Jesus Christ into the, into the world, and you want to know who loves me, it's the one who obeys me. Yeah. So receiving the love of the Father is simply receiving Jesus. Loving the will of the Father is to obey Jesus. And this is the will of my Father, that you love one another, that you love each other, mm-hmm. that you do Sorry. good to one another. This is the will of the Father. Yeah. And it's pretty easy. to, to it's, it's, it's a twofold will of the Father that's clearly spelled out in the Bible, that you believe in the one he sent, that you believe in his Son, and that you love one another. Mm-hmm. And it's the same as the command. This is the command. This is the new command I give you. And it just becomes a definition of love. What is love? Well, this is the love of the Father, that he sent Jesus to die on a cross. So therefore, this death on the cross is the love of the Father. This Jesus on earth, Emmanuel in human form, is the love of the Father. Well, then what do we do for the world? Go to a church, close the doors, go home, ignore them? Wow. You know, no, we go back out into our community to live the will of the Father, loving our neighbors. Um, doing good to those who spitefully use you, turning the other cheek, going the extra mile, giving your coat also, uh, give, don't lend, Mm -hmm. Uh, give to any man that asks of you, all encompassed in love one another as I have loved you. And this, you know, you want to, you want to know what service is? Yeah, it's, it's give a cup of water. Jesus said, no one who even gives a cup of water will fail to receive their rewards. He's really into this giving Giving. Giving. You know, he's really yeah. into the service. He's really into being a servant. Mm-hmm. You want to learn to be the you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven? Yes, sir, then learn to be the servant of all. As you do unto one of the least of the, my, my brethren, you've done so unto me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so clear. And there's no reason to go anywhere else for these answers than Jesus. What is service? It is loving them as we have been loved. Forg- that means forgiving them unquestionably unconditionally you know you can have a sandwich if you're in the middle of sinning because you know i'm praying that one day when you wake up you'll remember who gave you the sandwich Got it. Mm. you'll remember who trimmed your trees who raked your lawn we, we have people go out and take care of widows we're real big on widows and helping people old people we have you know a couple of elderly women that we remodeled their whole house uh, and yeah. it was not even a us contractors who did it it was a grassroots effort everybody just went over yeah. and did it made their houses livable in a weekend yeah, right? in a weekend. yeah in a yeah. weekend 
and they just they just they put it together and went after it mm-hmm. got people to donate and and we got it done but so this service is just amazing it, it is encompassed it has so many definitions and so many amazing so things but really back to the very beginning why do you serve not to become the greatest in the kingdom of heaven <laughs> to become the least in the kingdom of That's heaven because right. the least of these will be made great That's right. do we serve for the purpose of serving we give to give we love to love and in return we are then loved we receive from our giving and we are Served. become great in the kingdom mm-hmm. of heaven and it's just it's then you walk around with this confidence that i have something to say god has entrusted it to me and i owe it to you to say it to you i owe it to you to live it in front of you i owe it to you to help you experience him because he is love mm-hmm. god is love and if I can get you to experience him, you could have what I have. Hmm. So that's, in my opinion, that is service in a nutshell. <laughs> we can go on for quite a while. Well, I was just thinking um, about the truth is either you're either serving yourself or you're serving Jesus. There's kind of like, or, or the devil, to yeah. quote Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, you got to right? serve somebody. He was a Christian there for a second. For a second when he was a Christian. And, and you know, the, the truth is you're going to serve somebody. It's going to be you're going to serve yourself or you're going to serve others and Jesus. You know, even when you think you're, you know, you do it because it works, that's really serving yourself. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get, you're going to get burnt out. If you're doing it, if it, you're doing service to make yourself just feel good that you've done service, I don't think, I think that you're still serving yourself. If you do it because you love Jesus and he, was, he gave his life to you and you got it, your sins were forgiven, and you want to give it back so you can show people that he's real and he's the answer to every problem, then it's different. You're giving Jesus away, and it's, it's good. you're going to serve somebody. Mm-hmm. And it may be de- the devil and it may be load, but you're going to serve, serve somebody. somebody. You know, And I think service is a really important thing. Did you like that? I did. I like Bob it. Dylan? Steve? <laughs> no. no, he's shaking his I head. I should have brought my harmonica. You can serve I could have given it to you because you know, Bob Dylan didn't really know how to play the harmonica. Uh, you're better. just uh, did. You're better. Look at Steve. He looks like he's just got his toenail amputated or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, when I think about this whole serving thing, I think about a few of the churches I've been to where it's like you look around and, and you think, man, I wish somebody would start a, a good kids ministry yeah. or I wish somebody would get up off the couch and do a good youth group or, man, I, I wish we had this or wish we had that. Why can't we get or even when I get to the point of like, well, I want to do something about that. Mm-hmm. And I wish somebody would volunteer. How about you? It's kind of it's kind of funny <laughs> because everybody wants their kids to be in this nice kids church or have this nice Sunday school, but it's really hard to get people to Correct. say, "I'll do something about that." That's right. Right. And I think that goes back to just that that switch that hasn't occurred yet, occurred right? Yet. Or yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be fed. Like that's the 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 point of Christianity is for me to be fed. Yep. When it's it's really, it's really it's, about learning to feed others, right? Exactly. It's 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 when you when you need to be fed, you you give food, because then you'll grow your capacity to retain the food mm-hmm. would be so much greater. You know, at the Father's House, um, we're very very unique. We do these um, citywide events. I'm thinking about uh, in particular the the Kids Mud Run, mm-hmm. where we let two two thousand kids sign up and run for free. 
So we incorporate the babies in the church, the people who haven't necessarily had the revelation, and they get out there and they're, you know, they're helping with this obstacle course, and they're just beaming because they're they're doing something. Yeah. And you know, obviously our team has, you know, been working tirelessly for months to to make this happen, and then the babies come and just on the day and they volunteer, and they're, you're starting to their their appetite's starting to be wet for. Um, serving mm-hmm. you know you're not you, it'd be very difficult for them to come right in you know six months before the mud run and do all the things we do because it is it's a walk right but give them a taste of serving where they see that their their labor the fruit of their labor is these kids you know just having the time of their life it felt like disneyland that day that we had it and yeah. um so i think affording opportunities in your life and in your church and actually if you ask a question we should have you know, good good youth program. My my question is, why don't you start one? Yeah. Then we go back to, well, I'm not called. Well, we don't really. I don't. I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think that if you see a need, try to serve it. You know, and and I think you'll be blessed, even if it's not the best youth group. The Lord will. The Lord. How did you say that? The Lord, God does. You do, and then He does. God did. God did on the cross. Yeah. And then that requires you to respond to that. Correct. Because everyone must come to the cross. And anyone who does and starts to obey him and does what he called us to do, then he does without measure. It's just it's just yeah. it's that poured source. out. Yeah. That, that source, right? Yep. And it's that that without source blessing Correct. that is amazing. You know, everybody expects when you have a baby, that baby is so needy and the whole world's about them. They they want they get attention, they get I mean, they can do nothing on their own. And that's the same in Christianity. But what if Max here was still that way? Oh boy! Wouldn't you think that was pretty <laughs> pathetic? Yes. Yeah, it'd be pretty pathetic. What if, what if your wife was that way, where you got a spoon feeder, you know, diaper her, the Ooh. whole thing? And what if you got to do the whole baby Awkward. thing with a with yeah. an adult? Isn't that the weirdest thing you'd have ever yeah. thought of? Yeah. It makes How do you even fun. unthink that? <laughs> but yet in Christianity, that's exactly what we want. We want to just stay babies, and everything's about us. Wow. That's everything's good. wham, wham, wham. You know, and just yeah. gimme, gimme, gimme. And the truth is, as adults, our, our life, our life about babies is we serve. Marriage, you know, serve. One of our kids said to us, you had kids so you could have slaves. And we both looked at each other and said, that didn't work out very well. <laughs> no, it didn't. If that was true, we screwed that one up. We, we, tried we, four did, times. we did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, we're slaves to them. And that's yeah. the nature of Still life. When Christians as well. You start out as a baby. It's okay to be needy, and it's okay to have it be about you. I came because I needed something. I came because I'm missing something. That's right. Yeah. But then you get that, and you start to grow up much faster than a human being. And there's this need to begin to need less mm-hmm. and give more and be a you know a, a, a help, be a a solution, not a problem. And so you look back at pioneer days, you know, they loved when they had boys because they had more field hands, you know? <laughs> yeah. Love when they had girls because they helped take care of the, 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 around the house, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the chickens and the things that within the, within the circle of the house. Yeah. And, you know, they, those kids, very young age, realized they got to get busy. They got to get to work to survive. And so today we don't have that at all. In fact, it's illegal to have kids work around mm-hmm. the house, you know, kind of. It's like not exactly illegal, but there's a lot of laws. We fact check it's you not on that looking. One. Well, it was it was very yeah. Good. It's really cool. My wife grew up on a farm. Yeah. And uh, and I would I had to teach her how to relax on a Saturday morning, uh, because she hadn't she had never done that. It was time to mow, time yeah. to yeah. pick rocks, time yeah. to go help the sheep with something. Right. 
and uh, and like we don't have sheep. So it's like we get up and there's this nervous energy of like, well, we should be doing something. Well, there's nothing left to do. We did it all already. It's like, but we, but it's Saturday morning. We should be doing something. I'm like, yeah, watching cartoons. Cartoons. That's what I did when I grew up. But as Christians, we got to grow into, we got to grow out of being babies. And we, we have to, and the purpose of a mature Christian is to serve. And so so the purpose of a mature parent is to serve. The purpose of a mature married person is to serve their mate. Mm-hmm. And really uh, there is no there is no out on this. There is no retirement from the calling to serve. So yes, we do a disservice to new Christians, yeah. right? Boy, if we don't teach do them, we! Yeah. yeah, it's like you're a baby, and then you're going to grow up, and you need to be someone who's serving. Mm-hmm. And there's an uphill battle because the world is so prevalent. Its message of of you know it's uh, all about it's you. Because I mean, we we lay it out here. It, the example is before you. They see so many examples here. We have so many people living the truth here and mm-hmm. and reaping the benefits of that truth. And then there's the disciples coming along in the school who are trying to find out if this is for them. Some of them are addicts. Some of them aren't. Some of them came from other countries. But they can't cross the line from Diaperville. They can't get out of the playpen, man. They just can't. They just fail. Right now, you know, even right now, we're struggling with people who just taught wrong. Mm-hmm. And it was too long. They were let stay in the playpen until they were 40. Yeah. They were let until they were 25. One young man. And I'm telling you, they just can't function. They should have got out of the playpen at, at one or two. Was yeah. two? Yeah, they should have got out of the, you know, the crib a long the time world, ago. The, world was, yeah. the whole, the parents made it all about that child. Yeah. It was all, it was all no still changing their diapers and spoon feeding them, taking yeah. care of all their messes. Yeah. You know, the whole world was about them. Mm-hmm. And so... Fast forward to them trying to be a Christian as an adult, man, they are fully incapable and they just melt down and oh my Mess goodness. Mm-hmm. And it just breaks my heart. I love yeah. them. I, we, we gave our life for them. We want them. We Jesus them. died for them and we want them to really do well. It's and the so, same with discipleship, right? It's not like that's a normal, normal family type of upbringing. But when you get somebody and that's why if we, if we don't tell them, hey, this is actually what it takes then then it it really stunts people's growth and it then when really we, does when we get a whole church that is like that oh, or a right. whole culture of christianity that is like that yeah. man the world sees that and they're just like yeah that's not something i want when, so when you pounds. have when you have a um a young man or a young woman who has who has that it is it's it's really obvious you know just it's all about them and, it, and the world revolves around them and you know, and mom and dad would let it be all. They never pushed him to grow and serve. Mm-hmm. It was all about them. And I think in this in this generation, um, we see your generation really making their ch- children the number one idol in their life. And and little Johnny, oh Johnny's having a meltdown. We need to go. Oh Johnny does this. Oh yeah. little Johnny does that. And it's like in our generation, it's like Johnny came with us and we made decisions for Johnny. Johnny <laughs> yeah. was not in charge. Right, no. we, we pull those kids along, and no. you know, so it, it's a disservice when you, you could you, you serve them too long with that leaving them as a baby. Mm. My parents never once took me home to take a nap. No, no, they stuck me out in the car on the seat. <laughs> she denies Roll, that, by the way. Roll down the window. They what? deny that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they don't deny that. 
<laughs> you just take your nap here with us. You, you're with us. We're, we're not going, going home for you to eat. We're going, we're going to the casino. Sleep. Yeah. They used to park outside of a casino with four of us in the car in Reno and get out and go in they and gamble for hours. That. And we'd sit in the car outside in the street. Yeah, yeah. well, my brothers and sisters wouldn't deny it. We all, we know, we sat there in so Reno. So maybe we won't go that far, but that's, you know. Yeah. No, don't go that but far. But anyway, that's, you know, the... the uh, she had common truth. Uncommon <laughs> truth, yeah. So I, I believe that, you know, so many pastor friends of mine, the people I've known as pastors, they take over a church full of babies. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, oh my gosh, it's just a nightmare. <laughs> and and especially when they've been raised, the pastor himself has been raised in a, I don't want to tell you what to do. I don't want to teach you anything. So can you imagine parents having like adopt five kids, just adopt five kids that are bigger than toddlers? And adopt the philosophy of, I don't want to tell you what to do. <laughs> Watch the chaos. Man, where will they sleep? You'd have kids sleeping never in the same place. Clothes Ice everywhere. Cream for dinner. Nothing yeah. would ever happen, right? right? I don't want to tell you what to do. And they, they get, You'll find you know, out oh, why don't, let's have little Susie, the youngest one, let her, let's let her be the leader today. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, you end up with utter chaos. On me- you have upside so. down mess. Marry it to service now. Teach, teaching people how to mature from babies go. who need everything to adults who serve everything. I knew you had it. Of course I did. That's I where knew. I started. You didn't have to interrupt me and ask that. <laughs> I'd have told you. Sometimes I do. I don't, I don't exactly have a hard time keeping going. I have a hard time stopping. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Well, now that we're on now that we're on radio, I have a hard time finding the spots right where here. we stop talking, where I can say this is what you're listening to. But I, I managed to do it last week. You did good. And so, uh, yeah, we got some people listening all across the country oh, on AMFM 24 seven. If you are one of those people, you can go ahead and catch all of our other episodes because this is episode actually 71. Wow, We've been going at this for a while. Age and. Uh, not quite. <laughs> We've been going at this for a while, so you can go that back and listen be. to a bunch of those episodes. Like. There, there are a bunch of them that, that link pretty well. I remember one when we were talking about how we find God's vision for our life, and you were saying, well, God's vision is usually right in front of you. Does that person need your help right Do in something. front of you? Does that person need you to serve them somehow? Yep. Instead of sitting around waiting waiting for God to reveal yeah. it, write it in the clouds, <laughs> I need you to serve this Ten person. Why don't you just yeah. kind of start? And so that'd be a good one. As, as I was listening to you think, uh, talk, I was thinking about that episode, uh, how we can tell what God wants us to do. What number was it? I have no idea, <laughs> but if you uh, if you want to go back, you'll find it somewhere. There's a lot of other gems yeah. in there, so that's at theuncommonpodcast.com. Listen to them all, you'll find it. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Um, so thank you, Stephen, Vicky. Thanks for joining us. Hope you guys have a great week, great and we week. will catch God you again you next all. week. Amen. <laughs>